Whether you're boondocking in the middle of nowhere or camping at a state park, water conservation is one of those things that can really make your experience last a lot longer. We have lots of tips for conserving water while camping. Plus, we talk about one of the most difficult parts of any RV travel journey and a whole lot more. This is the RV Miles Podcast. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean, your source for warm, cozy styles this fall. For 108 years, L.L. Bean has staked their reputation on making comfortable clothing and gear to help you enjoy the healthy benefits of being outside. From legendary main-made boots to layers that are just the right weight to flannel shirts that out-cozy all others, find joy in the tried and true. Visit LLBean.com to find a store or shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 161 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We're coming to you again from Henry's Lake State Park uh, out near... Yellowstone National Park. We aren't leaving ever. <laughs> it's, it's it's so well. It's gonna get well, cold, but it is gorgeous here. <laughs> yeah, Monday and Tuesday might have made us think about leaving. Thankfully, today has redeemed itself. It's warmed up quite a bit, it's but beautiful. we did get snow for the first time. Yellowstone does not joke with fall. September hits. It's fall. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> They really do want to make sure they get that fall season in because winter shows up and it sticks around until May or June. Yeah, and it starts in November so, yeah. <laughs> or maybe even earlier. Uh, if Knowing our luck, it'll start next week. <laughs> our friends left here a few days ago and they were camping near the Grand Teton National Park, which is very, very close to Yellowstone, and they got three inches of snow. Yeah. So. You it, never know. <laughs> the weather has been wild. It's been weird because Denver had over 100 degree temperatures last week. And then a couple days later, there was snow in Denver. It's wild. <laughs> it's really on par for 2020 and the brand that is this dumpster fire of a year. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of 2020 and, and all the issues that have uh, come out of it. You're welcome. What a nice segue. <laughs> I didn't even know. We did talk last week a bit about some of the issues with getting new RVs. If you're interested in buying a new RV, you might be waiting a long time unless you find one that's available on dealer lots. You might see them on dealer lots, but they might be already sold. About half of the ones out there might already have someone's name on it. To top that off, the manufacturers are way behind on producing new units. It's going to take you months and months to get one that you order right now from many manufacturers. Well, we've got a little bit of an update on that because the problem seems to be getting worse by the minute. What's happening now is that there are a lot of RVs sitting in manufacturer's lots that are waiting on parts and components. So they've built most of it, but they can't get the parts that they need to finish them off. And that's the same story for repairs. If you need a repair done right now, you might be waiting months on parts because there's been this backlog of uh, manufacturers of components being shut down, stuff getting shipped from China, all different sorts of reasons why people can't get parts right now. Our we friend, just experienced that ourselves yeah. actually trying to get a part that we need, just getting a small part that we needed in order to keep us going until we could get the big thing fixed. <laughs> we couldn't even get that. Our friends, uh, Tony and Peggy over at the Stressless Camping Podcast, they, uh, they are in need of a new awning. They damaged their, their awning and they're saying that they've been told they're not going to get one until February. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a long wait for stuff. It's a difficult time right now if you need repairs uh, or if you're looking to order a new RV. So just wanted to give you a quick update on on that. We need this RV to stay together. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm touching 
pieces of it right now. Please, little pioneer, Ranger Gandalf, Traley the second working title. We need you to just stick together until stuff starts coming back in stock. Hey, if you're not a member of the RV Miles Facebook group yet, please come join us. It's one of the nicest groups on Facebook, which, <laughs> which is saying, saying a lot. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Those two words, nice and Facebook, don't usually go together. So it is very refreshing to be able to say, oh, look, there's something on Facebook that isn't a big giant fight. It is a smallish group. We have a few thousand members. We don't have the tens of thousands of members to Opinions. argue. Lots of <laughs> lots of good advice. And, and one of the best pieces of advice I've seen in the group in a while, I wanted to mention here at the top of the show, Dave wrote a really great post that I, I just thought we really had to mention on here because it's just some really sage advice. After four years and 17,000 miles of part-time travel, here's a lesson for you newbies out there. The most dangerous part of the drive is usually the last part. Campgrounds are often found down small winding roads and routes can take you through small towns with crowded streets. This is when the driver needs to be on top of their game, not exhausted from a long drive. Know your limits and stay well below them. Besides, you need to save something for backing into the site. <laughs> Absolutely. That is so common that you your journey the whole way is on nice interstates that are wide. And, and then the last few minutes, you're driving down some winding roads. You're driving down... Uh, the back way into a campground or something. And it, it can be very difficult. You know, we've talked about this before, though. One of the most common repairs on RVs is that is a body repair to the to the passenger side top section of the RV. And the reason for that is when you're coming into campgrounds, when you're getting into these small areas near the campgrounds, People are hitting tree branches yeah. right there. They're hitting signs, all sorts of stuff that where that where the road isn't as wide, and you're up against the curb, and the and the road crowns a bit, and you're angled a bit towards the curb. Oh, we you know. Hit stuff there. We know. So, <laughs> if you weren't angry and grumpy before that because you had overextended your drive, you will be angry and very grumpy after that. So yeah, that that's one of the reasons we try to arrive at a we try to at least plan to arrive at a campground. You know, lots of people have their different rules, the 222 rule, 333 um, where you where you say you're going to travel no more than 200 miles, you're going to go uh uh you're going to stop by 2 p.m. and you're going to stay 2 days at a place. I think we're we're pretty loose on it, but mm -hmm. we try to arrive somewhere around when the campground allows you to check in. Yeah, I do not like to arrive at a campground anymore around the witching hour, the dinner hour. Right. There are a lot of hangry people in the truck. There's a lot of chaos going on. It doesn't give me the opportunity or you the opportunity to set up the things that we need in order to be successful. Because I, we're frantically like just trying to get everything laid out so that we can start dinner. I really do like when we get to arrive around two o'clock yeah and if you plan to arrive around two or three o'clock mm -hmm. and a problem comes up then you have a buffer yeah. without arriving at night which we really dislike is arriving at night especially now that we're in a trailer and backing up a trailer into a site at night it's not fun well and it's just not good for our personal family life like we just work easier if we can get there mid-afternoon because we can get things done and yeah. then we can have a beer but to tag on to dave's advice one thing that i often like to do is go onto the campgrounds website and look at their directions mm -hmm. to the park because often they will have an alternative way that is better for big rigs that you're not going to get from your GPS. Yeah. An, an alternative way around. They might they might mention road closures, stuff like that. That can be really helpful and important to do. Uh, you can also go and look at reviews of campgrounds on all the different review websites like Campendium and, and scan them for people's advice on arriving at a campground to see if there might be any problems. That's always really useful to do. Every time a comment or question like this comes up or, you know, someone just offers some sage advice, I always think of that one campground in the beginning days of our travels when we had the bus. And I think it was an Army Corps of Engineer campground. 
And it ended up being so far off of the road. Do you remember this? And it was really bumpy and it took forever. And we had kind of stayed there because it was the least expensive of all the options in the area. But then the amount of fuel we spent to get over there. This was just so a one night <laughs> thing. And we end up oh driving an hour off the interstate to get oh to my a campground. That Sometimes was... it pays to spend the few extra bucks that to pay was... near the interstate for an overnight. Or just, you know, boondocks somewhere. Yeah. But that was such a lesson learned. And so every time this comment comes up, I think, been there, done that. We also, in, in all of that, arrived in the dark. We were trying <laughs> to find that place in the dark. We should have just stayed in a Walmart parking lot. It would have been easier. That was, now that I remember, that was actually a Missouri State Park is what that was. Oh, it was? Yes. Are you sure? I thought it was an Army Corps of Engineers. It was a Missouri State Park. It does, did seem a lot like an Army Corps hmm. of Engineers, but well, it was glad. the one Missouri State Park we've stayed at. You know what? When it comes to staying at state parks where we've stayed, or just camp campgrounds in general, you are way better at remembering that than I am. <laughs> I could probably tell you what we had for dinner that night. Can't tell you where we were, though. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember the very tiny family details. You tend to remember the more specific camping details of our journeys. Very true. Well, friends, our philosophy here at the RV Miles podcast. Wait, and what? We have a philosophy? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, okay. and, and the RV Miles website <laughs> and, and all, all of our podcasts, it's, it's always been to provide you this content free Anytime that you want it, yes, uh, and 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 make as much information available to you as possible for free. There are a lot of people out there that are charging lots of money to you know, you go to a seminar and pay four hundred dollars to learn how to boondock, and and our goal is to try to give you as much of that information as possible. And that's and, not because we're trying to toot our horn or no. do anything special. That's just how we want to operate. That's how we would like to absorb content ourselves. And so we are always talking about how we can continue to uh, build and provide for our family and continue to provide for this life, but also continue to provide for the community because that's so important. You know, I mean, we always talk about how a rising tide will lift all boats. And so we always want that tide to go up. And so one of the things we've come up with, and now I see where you were going with this, because I was like, what is he yeah, talking you didn't about? Read, you didn't read the, the outline of the show and figure out what we're talking no, about. No, come here. on now. I just sit down and I'm like, we'll do it live. And so, <laughs> so now I see is that we are starting something that we're calling kind of our weekly ask. And we are going to be very open and say that we took this from the great people over at the Popcast. They're doing something similar, and we have really just, as listeners, responded so well to that and thought that it was very, very smart of them. Yeah, so the idea here is that we're going to ask you weekly. Now, you don't have to do this. Nope. This is just ideas. People are always asking us for ways they can support us. They want they want codes for our affiliate links. They want to use our Amazon uh, affiliate link. They want us to have a Patreon and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And what, what we would like to do is just every week give you an option of a way that you can support us quick, easy, free. So this first week, what we are going to ask you is probably the most important thing. Our show and all of our various other shows and the website and the YouTube channel, they're all supported by our sponsors who have been just so fantastic for us. And so really all we ask of you is to listen to their messages and visit their website every yep. now and then. And if you're watching on YouTube, maybe instead of skipping that ad after the five second preview, watch one whole ad every watch now and then. Watch one whole ad. That's it. Yeah. So this week, if you hear a sponsored ad on the show, please consider going over to that advertiser's website. Uh, and we would like to also encourage you to go check out the podcast with Knox and Jamie, as we appreciate that they gave us this idea. And we'd like to send them a little bit of love because they are a lot of fun. And of course, if you ever do purchase a product from one of our sponsors, we would love it if you would let them know where you heard about them. I heard about it on RV Miles. Just like that. You can say it just like that with a slightly Southern accent. Speaking of, it's time to take a break. Time to take a break, y'all. <laughs> Here's the message from one of our sponsors. <laughs> 
Fall is almost here, so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the winter off-season. Whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, or camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. RV Miles listeners can receive free shipping, plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit empirecovers.com slash rvmiles, all one word, or use the promo code rvmiles at checkout. Empirecovers.com, protect what you love. Are you already dreaming of that epic 2021 road trip? Or maybe you want to take a weekend road trip and explore your state. Now is the perfect time to become a Road Trippers Plus subscriber and put those plans into action. A Road Trippers Plus subscription allows you to add up to 150 stops to your road trip ad-free. You can look for campgrounds, local eats, outdoor recreation, and more. A Road Trippers Plus subscription is normally $29.99. However, RV Miles listeners can save 20% off with coupon code RVMILES2X. That's 20% off of Road Trippers Plus with code RVMILES2X. We'll put a link to the discount in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 161. All right, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser. This is a math problem that you have to do in your head. No writing this down. You have to do it in your head. And I think you came up with the answer 5,020 I think so. Week. Take 1,000 and add 40 to it. Now add another 1,000. Now add 30. Another 1,000. Now add 20. Now add another 1,000. Now add 10. What is the total? I got a different total in my head this time. What'd you get? Well, I got 4,100, which I know is the answer. I already knew the you answer. You did it right. You yeah, got it right. But I, for whatever reason, there's somewhere where I, I added a 10 and made it a 1,000. I don't know. So I got, first time I did it, I got 5,000. And most people get 5,000 when they do this the first time. And it's just the way that it's worded that yeah. makes you add it up to 5,000. But the answer is actually 4,100. And if you don't believe me, rewind and and add it up with the calculator break, break out that calculator <laughs> okay on this episode we are going to talk about some water conservation tips you might be out boondocking you might be at a state park without sewer or without hookups at all and you might want to find ways to conserve water both from your fresh tank and in filling up your waste tanks in order to extend your experience without having to go to the dump station or having to go fill back up your water tank. So we have some tips for you in order to help you out with that because we're at a state park right now. And it, 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 I, I, we find a lot of the times that these tips, there are lots of articles out there uh, about ways to save water. And a lot of these times, these tips are strictly for boondocking. Mm -hmm. And we do spend a lot of time in state parks where we don't have sewer, but we may have water, we may have access to a bathhouse. And the, that sort of situation is a little bit different. Yeah, the last two of the three weeks, we've actually been camping at state parks with partial hookups. So we have been practicing extending our tanks as long as humanly possible before and when we do have to break out the wagon. But most of these tips are applicable to mostly any sort of type of water saving. It's just yeah. how far you want to go. And that's going to depend on your rig a lot too. It's yeah. going to depend on the ratio of your fresh tank to your waste tank. Some people have a giant fresh tank and very small waste tanks. Sometimes people have a 100-gallon uh, gray tank, but they only have a 40-gallon fresh tank. So there are lots of different uh, types of scenarios. Yeah, and it gets interesting because, as I'm sure all of you know, the sensor on that black tank and that gray tank is lying to you. All the time. It's lying to you pretty much until it's completely empty. So you definitely do not want to be relying on those when you are filling up these tanks and you're not easily able to dump them. So we have definitely had to come up with creative ways to make sure that we know exactly what is in those tanks and how full those tanks are so we're not pleasantly surprised sometimes you just have to look down the toilet oh and sometimes li listen you do. Let, let me give you a huge important tip here right if you are shining a flashlight <laughs> down the toilet <laughs> to see what because it drops right into the black tank 
to see the level of the black tank. Do not use your cell phone. Oh my gosh. It's a Please very, a, very bad idea. Please have a wrist strap. <laughs> and I, I've not I've not dropped my cell phone down it, but many people have oh. dropped their cell phones down the toilet doing oh, just you, that. Oh, how do you and even the, explain I, that at Verizon? Uh, yep, I mean <laughs> you ain't getting it back. <laughs> no. Warranty does not cover that, okay? <laughs> Anyway, so How do you flush that out too. I mean, that's just there for like forever. <laughs> but let's start talking. Let's let's not start talking about the toilet stuff because no. the, the the biggest water expenditure in your RV, both in your tanks and uh, uh, taking water from your fresh tank, is generally showers. Mm-hmm. So, what can you do to conserve water when you're showering? I don't know, Jason. What can you do? Well, you cannot shower. <laughs> the easy That's answer is you don't shower. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll often go, you know, three four days without showering. Sometimes, I mean, not always, sometimes. but sometimes we'll go three four days without showering. I think it, we it, should say we we can go three to four days without a traditional. Yeah, that, now that doesn't shower. mean you're going without let's, cleaning yourself. Yeah, let's make yeah. that very very clear. You can go three to four days without a traditional traditional shower without washing your hair which takes a a ton of water Mm -hmm. especially for people with long hair and using conditioner that you have to rinse out all that sort of stuff takes a lot of water Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can do things like sponge baths uh, wipes we there are lots of brands out there that sell like these sort of like outdoor uh, camping wipes it's the same thing as like the difference between buying a laundry basket that says it's for camping (laughs) yeah and just buying a laundry basket yeah so you can actually just go buy Wipes. They have sanitary wipes that are meant for wiping down your body drop. in in any um, drugstore or Walmart. Yeah, you just drop them in your Walmart order. <laughs> in the health That's what section. What we do. Yeah. Or you could ju- you just do a sponge bath. You just, you know wipe your armpits down with a wet wet washcloth and your face and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Uh, or you can take what's called a navy shower. And uh, if you've been camping a long time, you've probably done this. But what it generally means is you get yourself wet very quick. You shut the water off while you soap yourself down, and then you rinse yourself off very quick. And the the big thing that RV manufacturers have put in to help you with this is there's a little switch on almost every RV at the shower head. And the whole purpose of that is so that you can shut the water off while maintaining the temperature so you don't have to go turn off, turn the knobs to turn the water off and then are, turn it back on and get the right temperature and all that sort of stuff. Those are tiny spaces if right. you really want to be bending over as little as possible. So you, you, you wet yourself off very quickly. You shut that off. You soap yourself down. And then the whole reason you have a wand that you can pull off is that you can rinse yourself a lot faster <laughs> if you're able to like... Bring that wand down your, to your nether regions. I can't believe this is making me laugh as much <laughs> as it is. I'm like 10 years old over here. <laughs> and, and you can rinse yourself off a lot quicker. You'd save a lot of water that way. And for those of you who have longer hair, dry shampoo is your friend. And if you are wanting to take a shower and you've been out hiking and you've been sweaty, and believe me, I've been there, it's great to just be able to pile your hair up on top of your head and then just wash your body. You don't need to wash your hair because the hair washing for those of us who have longer hair, that's what takes the most amount of water and the most amount of time. So I remember very distinctly when we were in Zion several years ago and we were in the bus and we went over to the outfitters and we bought tokens to do their showers there. They were five minute tokens. You could be in and out in five minutes and have some time to spare. Oh yeah. I would. That's a nice shower for me. Like I can do a a less than two minute shower in the (laughs) RV if I want to. I needed the 10 minute token because my hair was so long that just trying to quickly get it washed. And I mean, and I was flying I didn't have enough time. I couldn't get everything done within that five minutes just because your hair is the biggest for those of us with long hair. It's just the biggest time suck. Now, one thing that wastes a lot of water when you are showering is getting the water to the right temperature Mm -hmm. when you first turn the shower on. So one thing you can do is save that water. A lot of people will take a pitcher uh, or a bucket and put that below the, the faucet. And while they're getting the right temperature, they'll collect that water. And then you can either 
pour that water back into your fresh tank if you have a gravity fill. You can use it to flush your toilet with, all sorts of stuff that you could use that water with uh, instead of just pouring it right back into your gray tank. Now, I'll offer a suggestion that I do for when I have to get the kids going is I turn the water on to a very low trickle, and then I take their washcloth and while the water is cold and warming up, I actually get the washcloth wet. Yeah. Because then by the time I go, the water is warmed up. It's warming up the washcloth a little bit. But then by the time I go to use the washcloth on the kids, it's also warmed up by the water now that's running down into the bottom of the tub. So that's another way as well as I try to figure out how many things can I do that I would normally do while I'm in the shower. How can I prep all of that? Before these things sound little, but you know, if you have a, a 30 gallon tank mm -hmm. and you're saving a gallon of water by collecting it every time someone takes a shower, that really adds up quickly. Oh, a gallon of water can, in some instances, be water for washing dishes and water for rinsing dishes. Yeah, so it makes a huge difference. Now, a lot of people, um, this is going to be a little bit controversial here. Oh, no. We don't like <laughs> controversy. Okay, no, no, had, not, that, not, that, not that. that type of controversy. But uh, the, the black tank is, is one of the areas Ooh. where you need water mm -hmm. in order to break down that toilet paper. So it is, it's hard to really conserve a ton of water in the black tank. But one thing that you can do is not put toilet paper down the black tank. Oh, that's and controversial. Use less water. Uh, yes, because Seriously? a lot of people will put toilet paper in like a diaper genie or a trash can or even a Ziploc bag or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people Why think not? that's gross. Like, oh, I mean, well, now the, there you can also. It depends on. Yes, you can put yeah. some of the toilet you know paper down. You mm -hmm. can put not other toilet paper down. Yeah, it depends uh, on some, if it's a one or a two. Some people have never put any toilet paper down their RV mm -hmm. ever, and they're like, that's the way to never have a clog, and they're right. Now, if you are at a state park with a bathroom available, use that bathroom again as much mm -hmm. as possible, and you'll save on your black tank or shower, of course, over there, and you can shave, yeah. on, save on your gray but tank But that's as well. really tough to do right now yeah, in the time of the Rona, so yeah. you know these are just extra steps that you can do for yourself to if you want to be completely and totally self-contained well, just know you got to get a little creative sometimes a lot of people will go over to the bathhouse to shave and brush their teeth and that sort of stuff in the morning uh, even if they're not going to be showering so uh, lots of lots of options when it comes to keeping yourself clean just if you're gonna do that though can i just say this if you're gonna go over to the bathhouse and you're gonna shave and you're gonna brush your teeth you better clean up after yourself, yes. okay? Don't make it obviously known that you have been there brushing your teeth and trimming your beard because that is just really gross for other people to have to come in there and deal with that. I have to deal with that living with people I love, and it still drives me nuts, and it still grosses me out. I always know when Jason has trimmed his beard. Just All saying. right. All right. <laughs> uh, obviously, no need to keep the water on when you're brushing your teeth and nope. washing your hands and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, here's a tip I learned a long time ago about washing your hands. Uh, I've learned this from uh, there are a lot of soaps to get paint off and oils off that I've used when I've been doing, you know, building sets or whatever. Really, you're not supposed to get them wet to start off with. And you can use regular soap uh, this way as well. Put the soap on your hands and wash your hands with just soap, no water, and then rinse with water. You don't have to get your hands all wet first. I can't tell you how many soap bottles, hand soap bottles, we have. The pump, the top of the pump, is stained from Jason's hand washing. <laughs> so he was just working actually on our rhino wagon, our waste wagon, our poop wagon. And uh, when he needed to use soap to wash his hands, he had that putty stuff, whatever it was you were doing to seal up the seal. Uh, the top of the pump on the soap now in the kitchen it's is stained. It's yeah. the silk. It has it on there because that's the trick he uses, which makes sense. But I always know when Jason is working on something because of what the soap looks now, like after he's done. I try to use the outdoor shower <laughs> for stuff like that. Now, it's funny that they call them outdoor showers because they're really like, to me, it's your outdoor utility sink. Yes. Like it is the... It is what you use to wash up dirty stuff. If you get mud on your shoes, that's what right. you use your outdoor shower. Well, and for. I know, you know, I know I've 
prefaced that with saying what you were working on. You weren't working on it at a capacity where it was filthy or dirty or anything like that. Right. You were working with some sealant. Yeah. And so the soap was inside. The soap wasn't outside. There wasn't anything unsanitary for you to come in and wash your hands. If it's a situation where it's unsanitary, then you absolutely end up washing outside. And I will bring the soap yeah. to you and yeah. pump it onto your hands. But the whole point here is using that outdoor shower is not putting water into your gray tank. Right. Right. All right. Let's talk about food. Meals that require fewer dishes makes a huge, yeah. huge Ugh. difference. This is why we love grills, why we love the Instant Pot, why we love the Blackstone. Why we love sandwiches. Uh, sandwiches and <laughs> things that just make crumbs and not sticky, gooey stuff on plates. Or you just don't need to use a lot of plates and a lot of pots and pans and yeah. utensils and things like that to prepare the meal. One pot stuff is great. I use the Instant Pot a lot when we are boondocking or we are camping with partial hookups because I can do it all in the pot. I can saute it. I can cook it. I can do the noodles i take them out then i saute up what i need for that dump the sauce in dump it all together it stays into that one pot then i'm just washing that instant pot the same could be said if you were doing a skillet meal yeah or the blackstone i can put right. several different things on the blackstone at the same time a grill doesn't need to be washed right you just heat it up and scrape it off and all that sort of stuff tacos are awesome <laughs> for when you are boondocking and doing partial hookups because they literally you're just cooking maybe like a few items but then everything else can just be fresh and like cut up i love tacos we eat a lot of tacos around here when you go to do the dishes, if you do have to do dishes, um, one thing you can do if you're just camping for a weekend, you're going out boondocking for a weekend, you're, um, you're, you know, you you have a house to go back to like we don't, you can just not wash any dishes, throw mm -hmm. them all in a cooler or something like that and wash them when you get back home. Or just don't wash Sunday's dishes, you know, if you're yeah. there for the weekend. Like, I don't know that I would want Friday's dishes sitting yeah. on Sunday. I would probably wash them. That's just me. One of the things that takes most of the water when you're washing dishes is spraying off all the goo and sauces oh, and all that sort that? of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take <laughs> I didn't a, know that was a thing. If you take a paper towel or or something else, even a washcloth, to wipe off mm -hmm. the dishes before you put them in the sink and before all that stuff hardens <laughs> on them, that can really save that you a lot. That gets me in trouble a lot, the hardened items. <laughs> yes. I've gotten really bad about it this year as we've had full hookups. I haven't really thought that much yeah. about, you know, when I need to do the dishes. And now, so this last week or so, I've been like, oh, there's a little bit of yogurt left in that bowl. I better go ahead and get that out. A lot of stuff doesn't really need a full wash. If you just had a sandwich on a plate, you can, you know, if it just got some breadcrumbs bread on it, crumbs. just it's rinse it off with some hot water. If you uh, are drinking water out of a glass, use that over and over. Rinse it off in hot water if you want to. Rinse it off in hot water outside if you want to. Even if you have like, uh, you, you make pasta. Pasta water is, you know, you just rinse that out with hot water. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we have a kind of a rule in our houses that everyone gets a glass at the beginning of the day. And then I just kind of line them up or they sit on top of the stove. And then that's where everyone's glass is. And then they just know they can come in and they can get their glass and they can get something to drink. It just saves on the constant need for getting glasses. Because another thing that we have as a space saver is I only carry five, maybe six glasses. So you blow through those and we don't have anything. Just like I have five forks and I have five spoons. Yeah. There's another tip um, when it comes to washing dishes that we really haven't tried yet, but no. we've heard lots of boondockers say to do this. And and now Dawn has actually come out of, with a product that is Where? supposed to make Where this Where is this? We've not seen it anywhere in the yeah. stores. But what you do is put soap and water together in a spray bottle. And so instead of putting your dishes into a sink full of water, you spray them down with soapy mm -hmm. water to soak them first and then you then you wash them off with a rag and with water and all that. Uh, but Dawn apparently has a product that is that is that already pre-made. You can obviously just go get yourself a squirt bottle and and do that. And that is a that is a way you could uh, potentially yeah, save a ton of water. Yeah, maybe one of these days we'll try it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll. See. <laughs> maybe who knows. So those are our water saving tips. If you have a water saving tip. 
we'd love for you to go over to the YouTube video. Or if you're already here at the YouTube video of this episode, leave it down in the comments. This is something that I also want to start doing every week. We're going to start having a question of the week and, uh, and you should answer it. So our question of the week is how do you save water? That's a good one. Yeah. Because I bet there are a lot of answers out there that we aren't even thinking of. All right, let's take a break. That felt very Regis film. <laughs> we're not even thinking of them. <laughs> we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the new brain teaser in our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment. You're like the Kathy to my Regis. Am I? Yeah, pretty much. We'll be right back. Be right back. I am not Kathy. <laughs> When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. That's a perfect example of one of the ways that you can support us. Go download the Highway yes. Weather app. It's free to download. doesn't cost you a thing. Go download it. And it's great to use because it's literally going to feed into... Our fresh tank, black tank discussion. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time to check the level <laughs> of our tanks. Yes. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? Wind. Why just is wind. why is wind in I your black tank? I just want to put wind. <laughs> okay. So Monday, Labor Day, we went from Sunday gorgeous, gorgeous, to Sunday like what the just happened. And we had wind gusts coming into the campground that were topping out around 55 miles per hour. Uh, eventually we got a little bit of snow. It snowed up in West Yellowstone when I went to go get the barbecue because I thought it was a good idea to drive. Firehole barbecue. Oh, Fantastic. Oh, we'll talk about them on a future episode. Woo! Anyway, the wind was really, really bad. And I had some concerns, some valid concerns that maybe, hey, don't give me that look, that maybe we shouldn't be in this RV. Okay, the way the wind was kind of hitting us was, I felt I was seasick. I felt like I was at sea. I felt like I was back on our honeymoon, trying to go to the rhythms of the night and just getting smacked as <laughs> on that boat. Okay, that's how I felt. It was a little rocky. I don't think we were anywhere near a zone of tipping over whatsoever. Well, but you say potato, I say potato. But I will say, um, I, I, wind is is always a concern, especially if you're near trees. Yes. And you know, us being Midwesterners, we're very familiar with tornadoes. Yeah. And most of the campgrounds. Well, some of it, us are. Oh. Don't Kansas City me. 50% of this marriage is used to tornadoes. We had tornadoes in Illinois, too, all right? Mm. Uh, but we're very used to campgrounds also having places to go. Normally, uh, campgrounds yeah. in the Med Midwest and in Tornado Alley uh, in the South are required to have a, a building that a you shelter. can go to mm -hmm. to be a tornado shelter. And usually that's the bathhouse or the main building or what's up or something like that. And here they shut, they, <laughs> they, they locked it. the bathhouse <laughs> with a padlock they because the they shelter. don't, because the door <laughs> flings open when yeah. someone opens it and they can't handle the wind. It was a very, very long day on Monday. It wasn't just maybe an hour or two. This started at about 1130 noon on Monday and it continued well into the night Close to midnight, we were still getting some really large gusts. There's a smaller camper that when I look out the window, I can see. And I was using that for my own comfort level. Yeah, if that one tips gauge. over first, then yes. we go out. I said, no. If that <laughs> Otherwise, one goes, we're fine. Yeah. And that's what I said. But in my Tornado KC preparedness lifestyle... I made sure that yeah. all the kids... Don't talk to me about preparedness for tornadoes. People in Kansas City, if there's a tornado, they go yeah, out on the deck pour, and watch it. We pour a drink and we go out on the deck. Don't but talk to me about... we take care of the others in our lives to, before we go out on the deck. So I made sure that the shoes were all together, that the kids, all of that was like ready. Should we need to quickly exit? I also thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to take all of our knives that just sit like in a little holder on the counter. I took all of our knives and I put them into a safe, closed so space. So if we tip so over, we they tipped, don't fall on us. Right. So that if we did oh, tip, there weren't <laughs> knives going all over the place. Because Jason, 
let's not pretend like a knife wasn't going to find you, okay? The knife will literally look for you and find if you. If this thing tipped over, it's not the knives I'd be worrying, well, worrying about. I, it's the ceiling and the walls caving in on me that I'd I be worried about. I was only anticipating us doing maybe a quarter turn. <laughs> well, opposed, that so Come on. Okay, as opposed to like a down the hill sort of situation. <laughs> but... It was it was just something I felt like, what are things around here that I can control that could hurt my family in a really, really, really dangerous way? Okay. Well, the giant chef's knife. Well, I appreciate the thought. <laughs> so there were just a few things I did. Like, do you know, I made sure that my purse and I had everything in there that we, you know, just like small things like that. Where's my phone? Like, get all that together so that if we needed to get out quickly, we could get out. Okay. So uh, that was not how I wanted to spend my Labor Day. In and amongst all of that stress, though, I did manage to go get some barbecue, and that was delicious. Uh, but I am black tanking the winds, and a lot of people got them too. This is not just, you know, there were posts even in our Facebook group that were talking about, here come the wind, and please be careful. And we were watching rigs leave the campground on yeah, Monday. That's not something I'd be doing. I mean, maybe they trailers. live nearby or something, but I would not well, want to be driving in that. What do you do though when you are checking out and you have no, to there vacate? were people there were people leaving because of the winds. Oh because okay. they were well, leaving they were leaving, you know, in the early evening. Yeah. You okay, know? fair enough. Yeah. I mean that to me is, you know, I wouldn't want to have this trailer on the highway right. trying right. to drive that. So that's my black tank. All right, what's your fresh tank? So my fresh tank this week is going out to some of the newer RV models. It would appear that the age of the swoop and swirl or the really regrettable back tattoo style has started to fade. So we talked a little bit last week about how we are starting our own journey of just checking out what rigs are out there that might offer us a little bit more space. And what I have been so happy to see is that the swoop and the swirl seems to finally be going out in place of cleaner straight lines, less decoration, the age of the mural with the bobcat like about to pounce over the rock onto some creature down below is going out. Yeah. It's really very, very refreshing. It does seem like the RV industry is trying and sometimes they're failing but that they are trying to finally catch up with the 21st century. Yeah, and we've even seen that walking through the campground here Absolutely. as well, that a lot of the, the newer models that people have already bought are a lot cleaner. And that, you know, this is not to, to disparage anybody that's got swoops and swirls. We certainly do, and that's fine. We got um, swoops and, and swirls for days. And you may like them, and that's fine, but I think people like variety. They like them to not all look the same. Mm -hmm. They like sort of some individualism, just like when you go buy a car. You want to choose a color, right? Absolutely. I just like that for me, who doesn't particularly like the swoops and swirls, who doesn't particularly want a giant nature mural on her RV, is finally getting more than just like one or two options. Yeah. All right, Jay, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, my black tank this week is, once again, our actual black tank. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's actually two of our black tanks, our, our actual <laughs> black tank and uh, our portable tote tank. We, <laughs> mm -mm. We, we've had two things happen to us in the last week. We have developed a leak in the valve, the, the gate valve, the termination valve, uh, for our black tank. That's so gross. Um, so it was dripping, and then when I would open the cap, not um, okay. Whoa. Yeah. It wasn't a. Uh, oh, never mind. I yeah, didn't look it on was. His, I'm glad I'm. I'm not. Yeah, open. it was. Okay. <laughs> you. You. Yeah, there was that whole end section was full of liquid, mm -hmm. and we came up with a couple of ways to sort of temporarily solve that. And one of them was to hook up our uh, our portable tote tank and just keep it hooked up. But we also developed a leak in our portable tote tank. Oh, I'm so unhappy. We have, and we've only had it for about 10 months now. And we've maybe used it. Not a lot. I don't even think half a dozen times. Now, it before. has been riding on the back of our RV. Sure, now, absolutely. And it, it's absolutely yeah. possible that all that bouncing around. We have the Camco Rhino tote tank. We have the 28-gallon one. So the leak formed around the, the, the connection where you actually... Put the sewage in and uh, you know i tried to repair it the repair didn't last and i could have done some other steps to repair it some more but i 
didn't feel like I was really going to do anything that I would be totally comf comfortable with. And I didn't want to be pulling our tote tank around the campground with like mm -hmm. white silicone all over the back mm -hmm. of it. Like, <laughs> you know. No, it wasn't a good situation. <laughs> and so we needed to replace it. We did. And we had to drive 100 miles to Idaho Falls. So that's yesterday. the issue with both of these problems that we're 100 miles from any RV yeah. dealership uh, where we could either get a tote tank or get our black tank valve fixed or get a part to fix our, our black tank valve. So we drove 100 miles to get a new tote tank. And we, we looked at the options they have and we did buy another Camco Rhino mm -hmm. tote tank. And now let me say, I, I've actually... Uh, I've not talked to uh, Camco. I'm sure they would replace this. Yes. And I actually, somebody messaged me on Facebook because I posted about this in our Facebook group that they had the same issue, the exact same spot, and Camco did replace theirs. But, you know, being full-timers, or I guess anybody out on the road, it's just something it you, doesn't... you deal with sometimes. Is that there, You can't wait for a replacement, especially when you've got a tank full of Sewage. No, and that's what we were talking about. Yeah. So, you know, in under a year, we have spent over almost $600 on a, a Camco Rhino wagon. And one of the things that's most frustrating to me, look, things happen, things break. You know, one product could be amazing and then you get the exact same product and it's something's just wrong with it. Those things happen. What's super frustrating and yeah, I totally bet that Camco would make this right and that, that they should. But we needed it like, yesterday yeah. so we can't sit around and wait for another one to be delivered and delivery in this area is always not easy to get things delivered so we had to drive we had to go get one we had to spend that money and that i think i'm allowed to be frustrated about that yeah. because that is a big chunk of change out of our pocket and it was our whole day. It was six and a half hours of our day to go and do this. And then still for you to have to come back and deal with that. And now there will always be that in the back of our minds. Is this going to be an issue again? Nobody wants to get into the position. This is one, to me one of the like worst positions to get into. These, You're trying these to are dump things, a waste tank. These are things that need to be fail safe. You know, yes. now we generally for 90% of the time only put gray water in ours. Yes. Because we can usually make our black tank last about six days or so. But um, we're at like everyone else here yeah. who's doing the same thing. We are at a state park for two weeks in order to extend our Yellowstone life. And if you were in Yellowstone, you would have, there's no hookups there. You know, so I think that... You get into these situations, and thank goodness that we noticed the leak. Before. I, 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 let me tell you, one of the most embarrassing things is to have one of those things hooked up to your oh hitch, and it has sprung a leak, and it is full, <laughs> and now you have, to, you have to go dump. You have to drive to the dump station. You're driving through the campground with a leak coming you out of the awful. back of it. I did feel awful, um, but there was nothing I can do. I mean, that's how I discovered the leak. I mean, it was so, gray water, but you still right. feel awful. Yeah, nobody knows it's gray water. That's no, the that's thing. the thing. Yeah. Nobody knows it's gray water. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then there's just a whole level that comes with that. You want to keep things sanitary. You want to keep things clean. We never really wanted to have to use that wagon for primarily for our black tank, only as needed. And this was an, the minute it was an as needed situation, we had to drive a hundred miles and go get a new one. So, yeah. you know, just if you have anyone who has a waste wagon, regardless of the brand, maybe from time to time, just do a leak check on it, especially if you're going on a vacation or you're going camping where you know you really need to extend the life of your tanks, but you might need to use that wagon in order to get through that trip. Do it. Do a quick test on it like before you leave just to make sure so that you don't end up like Jason and Abby now, <laughs> driving I, 100 miles. I, I do want to say on, on Camco's behalf, even with the issue that we have, being at the store and comparing the different brands, mm -hmm. we still went with another Camco one because Absolutely. they just have – they feel more rugged. Mm -hmm. They have more features. Well, they have, and you can strap them down easier. You can strap them down Their easier. Their valves are better They've placed. got a gate valve. They're the only yeah. one with the gate valve that you can pull without having to lift the thing yeah. to dump it. 
really, Look, really like the design. You can like something and still not be happy with yeah. it from time to yeah. time. I love my husband, but sometimes <laughs> I'm not happy with him. Oh, <laughs> All right, Jay, what is your fresh tank this week? So this is a great, great story, uh, especially being next to a national park and, and seeing what goes into the waste uh, that people leave oh, at national dear. parks, the number of people going to national parks. One of the National Park Foundation's uh, partners, Subaru, uh, and just like LLB, they have that. They have a handful of business partners that donate a lot of money, and we're very proud to have been working with LLB for so long because they are one of them. Uh, and Subaru has long been uh, one of them, along mm -hmm. with Nature Valley and stuff. But Subaru has been working hard to help the National Park Service reduce waste in national parks through recycling and various other methods. And they have begun a sort of pilot program, and Last year alone, get this, last year alone, they kept more than 16 million pounds of waste out of landfills between Denali, Grand Teton, and Yosemite National Parks. Wow. In those parks, those three parks, they cut the waste through this program in half. Wow. It doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years and years of making small incremental changes we can do big stuff cutting the waste out of three of the most well two of the most popular denali's a little remote but two of the most popular national parks there are in half is incredible so big applause to absolutely both subaru and uh the national park uh service and the national parks conservation association and the National Park Foundation, who have all been working together on this. All right, let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser. This one is musical theater theme, just for you. And it's, let me say it's really specifically musical theater theme. So you two people that are also big musical fans, like me and Abby. We got this. Here you go. Can you guess the relationship between the following musicals in Group A and the ones in Group B? To group A, Fiddler on the Roof, Hello Dolly, Annie, and Rent. Group B, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, and Tarzan. And it's not, Disney is not the answer here, right? That, that Disney would work there, but Disney is not the answer. So group A, Fiddler, Hello Dolly, Annie, Rent. Group B, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, and Tarzan. We'll have the answer to that. And a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. I got some thinking to do. And hey, thank you so much for joining us this week. And as a friendly reminder, RV Miles is now doing a weekly newsletter. It comes out on Tuesday mornings. We will have a link in the show notes, rvmiles.com slash 161, that you can come over and sign up and join this weekly newsletter. Get a little bit more RV Miles in your week. Also, RV Miles is all across social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, if you have any suggestions for future episodes or you just want to connect with Jason and I, of course, you can find us on those platforms in the RV Miles Facebook group or at editor at rvmiles.com. And until next week, keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>